Our Lord Jesus Christ gives us the gift of himself by way of his word, he being the divine Logos, and then the Immaculate Lamb of God from the cross giving us his body. In both ways, we're fed. We are fed by hearing his word, and we're fed by consuming his flesh. In the action of the Mass, we're actually that Jesus wants to fulfill our needs on these various levels. In fact, we're, we're fed even just by, by his charity. Even the, so in those, those many weeks when we were at home, when you were at home, and you had the occasion of having, hearing the word of God, maybe in your own family, uh, proclaiming the word of God to each other, or just reading the sacred scriptures at a quiet moment in your home. Uh, and then also perhaps viewing a live stream mass and then having that opportunity to at least make a spiritual Holy Communion, you are being fed. You are being fed by hearing his word. His word saturates, it goes through the ears, but it's not to merely be a cerebral uh, academic activity, but it's to sink deep down. The word of God is to sink deep down into our hearts and to give us a refreshment that really the, uh, the human language has a limit to the charity that God wants to accomplish by our hearing of the word. See, when we experience the word of God, it is not merely a text. It is not textbook. It is not merely a lecture that we're experiencing from Jesus. But rather, to experience the word of God is to experience someone. So sacred scripture, the word of God is not something, as if it's merely a printed some ink on a page, but the word of God is someone. We're experiencing someone when we hear the word of God. So we're fed not just with facts or knowledge, uh, as we would in, in school, it's good to get those facts and those knowledge from, from uh, our, our learning, as in the way of just learning the, the, uh, the gifts that God gives us in the natural world. It's good to, it's good to learn the arts and sciences. Yet, we're not really fed deep down merely by the knowledge that we can merely get through our senses and then even, even process with our imagination and memory and reason. Memory, imagination, even the deeper understanding uh, of, our, of our intellect, uh, the, the deep causes such as what philosophy uh, may encounter does not really in itself feed the soul. Only God can fill the hole that is always in our heart. That hole will never re really be fulfilled until we reach our Lord in heaven. But when we encounter the word of God, he truly is satiating our heart to where we're like that sponge in the ocean and there's more than we would ever need to find fulfillment by just simply hearing the word of God. So we're fed by hearing the word of God. We're also fed in a very deep down uh, nutritious way uh, the, the outward sign of bread and wine consuming that for the which would normally be where it's the staple of the day, you know, bread, uh, maybe rice is, but rice is not the proper matter, uh, but only wheat bread is the proper matter for this divine sacrament. That's a symbol of being fed. And actually, you are being fed by a real food. When Jesus gives himself to us as the Eucharist, it is not merely bread, 
that we're being fed, as Jesus, Jesus said about the, to the scribes and the Pharisees, that Moses gave you manna in the desert, but you ate and then you still died. You still had something wanting. You were not completely filled. But rather, when God come, himself comes down and then becomes that food for each of us under the appearance of bread and wine, we truly are fed through and through in the deepest human need, and not just the human need, but it, it would then uh, be a wellspring welling up into life with God in heaven, a divine way of life, and not merely a human way of life of what or, which ordinary bread would give or ordinary wine would do for us. Jesus is that new wine of the new covenant in his blood, and he is truly that true food as his flesh, as a good father feeding himself from the very substance of his divine person. He's feeding each of us, and we are fed. As was the expression when he fed the 5,000 and then again the 4,000, they all ate and had their fill. That's a symbol of each of us being fed in these two ways, the Word of God and the most divine Eucharist, Holy Communion. We're fed through and through, and we were, we were all fed, and we were, we were satiated, we're satisfied. And um, now if... It's, it's said that one Holy Communion is enough to make any one individual a saint. Why am I not a saint yet? I've been receiving Holy Communion ever since I was real little, right? Each of Many of us have. Why, why am I still having, like, a, well, we never escape from the cross, so don't let that, don't be discouraged that being a saint is somehow means life is now easier for you. Actually, it gets, it, it, you become even united closer to the cross of Christ the closer we become to him. Actually, that's the way it works. Holy communion is not merely an a, a emotion we go through, but it is a relationship that we have with someone already before we have that encounter. Maybe that's what the Lord was trying to help us with during these, these, this COVID environment and the, the, the rule of having to not be able to get to Holy Communion in a sacramental way. It is to dig deep down Dig deep down and find out the essence of what we're doing. Not just merely going through the motions of hearing the word of God and of coming up for Holy Communion. And uh, as, as if, you know, now many people are, uh, every, every place I've been to, people are reverent. But there's been some times where a sense of rush, maybe people would feel uh, that they would have to, like it's, like it's fast food, you know, vroom, 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 and on they go, right? Rather, we should have that sense of reverence all the time whenever we're in, in church at the sacred. So take your time for Holy Communion. So that's why I'm, we're not really concerned about having extraordinary ministers for Holy Communion today. It's, it, again, I am very thankful for good weather today. We come out to be... This is not a Holy Day of Obligation. By the way, this is the Saturday Mass, not the Sunday Mass. So there's can't double dip here. <laughs> you have to go to. Uh, we, well, actually, still, we're, we're, uh, the obligation for certain dioceses is uh, it's uh, the obligation is still not. Uh, you don't have to. Um, uh, the Sunday obligation is no is not obligatory in certain places. So then, uh, but yeah, if you're able to get to mass, uh, get to uh, go to mass on Sunday, and um, but just the, the liturgy is today Saint Anthony. The reason why I want to emphasize the being fed by the Word of God and then being fed by the flesh of the Son of God is because St. Anthony has a great devotion 
to the Word of God. If you've ever seen those statues, a statue of St. Anthony, he may be holding a, uh, the Bible. He may be holding the scriptures like this. If I can kind of like model, what's, what's he doing? Maybe he's holding something. Anyways, Jesus, baby Jesus, the child Jesus, not the infant so much, but the child Jesus is standing on top of the Bible. And maybe, you know, it's, a, it's, an, it's a, a, like a caressing of what, what God does towards his saint. And uh, it's very affectionate. It's meant to be that way. But why, why is Jesus standing on the Bible? It is to emphasize that it's, it is one and the same experience. It's the same person. The person we encounter by hearing the word of God is the same person who died on the cross and is now seated at the right hand of God the Father, as well as one who's fragile and feeble as a little infant, a little baby born in Bethlehem. Same person. And by extension of that, same person in Holy Communion. Fragile is the sacred host. So our, St. Anthony, and he had a great devotion for the word of God, drinking in sacred scripture, and then also having a tender devotion uh, 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 in, as early as it was. He was, a, he was a Franciscan, and having that great devotion of praying the rosary. So St. Anthony loved the Blessed Virgin Mary as then would be the proper context for loving Jesus all the more, and then being then capable by the power of the Holy Spirit to make effective his words in feeding people in spiritual ways. That's, that's what the uh, uh, order of preachers have done, uh, Dominicans preaching the word of God, as well as the Franciscans, and uh, they, 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 everyone is to do this, but I, I like the Franciscans, how they would uh, go out and act, act out the gospel. If necessary, then they would use words. And oftentimes they did use words. St. Anthony, having such a great devotion to the child Jesus, and the word of God, that he is now, he is even known maybe in his life, as hammer of heretics. How is it that he went, would, you know, he's a patron saint of finding things, right? Finding lost things. If you, get, if you, find, if you lose something, pray to St. Anthony, he will find it for you. I, I truly believe, that have, you, have you actually had wonderful experiences? Like, how could that ever come about? I mean, even, even within minutes, you know, it's like, boom. Was it, is it was a coincidence? Well, it, you could say it's coincidence, but God, what God is, is saying here is that he wants you to... God does not not so much want you to find your item. That'll come up in its good time. What God wants you to do is to love his saints. If the occasion of losing something in, in such a worry makes you pray, then good, you've prayed. And uh, sometimes, you know, it's, you, sometimes we don't get what we ask for right away. Well, that, that's to teach us we need to... Be, be consistent, persistent, have perseverance in prayer, prayer of petition. St. Anthony, help me find my keys, because i got to go to work. You know, it's, it's like, you know, um, so it is, life is filled with many worries, and the saints, they, they are aware of those worries. But what the saints do is they say, Lord God, what is your will for James? What do you want for Father James? And so, uh, it's just not like they're, they're kind of like off on the side and, and, uh, and, and not aware uh, that God, as if God is not aware of what you and St. Anthony do. Our Lord, our Lord God is, is the one who makes it happen. 
through the intercession of these saints. So that's the proper perspective. The saints are great friends of God. Saint Anthony is a great friend of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And most important, Saint Anthony is a great friend of the child Jesus. Now I'd like to emphasize that. We, what, 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 why do we say the word infant? Is that distinct from, or different in some way than what a child is, or as as an adult? At one time, everyone was, uh, of us was an infant. What does infant mean? Infantus means unable to pour out, unable to speak, what that means. An infant is one who's at that point in his or her life doesn't pour forth words. Uh, But actually the principle there, if they're if, if they're capable of pouring forth words, then they have the dignity of truly being a proclaimer of the word of God, even as an infant. In the Eastern Rites, they actually give the infant Holy Communion uh, uh, it, by way of uh, the intention, they're dipping uh, the, the Eucharist in the sacred blood of the Lord, and by a little spoon, uh, the person receives on their tongue both body and blood. And, and even infants, I think, in certain, certain Catholic rites are experiencing that, that they're able to receive uh, Holy Communion. In the Latin rite, we don't do it that early, here in, of the Latin rite of the Catholic Church. The emphasis here is that the infant doesn't pour forth words, but later on, this person does pour forth words and therefore maybe then designated a child. Uh, so the... You have the infant Jesus born in Bethlehem, but then you have the child Jesus lost in the temple or found in the temple. Okay? So there's that, there's that difference there. It's important to ponder this. What, when the, in the life of Christ, there was at one point he was unable to pour forth, at least in a human way. Good to ponder that part of our Lord's life to where he being all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-good, pure, immaculate, he was unable to communicate what he desired, all right? Maybe just with a cry, okay? Or he was, if he was hungry, he cried. If he was, if he was thirsty, he, he, he made, uh, you know, that audible sound, but was not something that was so intelligible as words would be, even in our human language, as, as its limitation may be, and it's in, in pursuing the truth, it can still grasp a word, a word of our human languages, can grasp the meaning of truth, or the truth of, of an idea, and express it in a word. That word is a symbol of the true idea. And so words are important. But the, the, the infant doesn't pour forth those words of truth. But he himself is truth. So this is really good to ponder, that if the Lord is ever silent to you, don't worry, he's there, he's there just as much, okay? If uh, in the Blessed Sacrament, it, it's, he's, it's, it's been expressed he's the prisoner of, of, uh, of the tabernacle in the sense that, well, he's very quiet there, uh, but he's the all-powerful God. He's, will, he's willing to speak to us not in thunderclaps, but in whispers. And he wants us to slow down in order to, t- to hear if his voice is quiet, his voice is very meaningful for satiating our hearts. So hear the word of God in silence. You have to turn off the distractions. Get away from those devices 
that has everything to do with uh, other, certain other good things, but those other outward services, if you will, and we'll just simply call them a lot of times distractions, cannot fill the hole in our heart. So quiet, uh, quiet your life, quiet your day, quiet your room, quiet your heart from the worries, or at least for a moment, and make yourself unveiled before his presence. Allow yourself to be vulnerable when you experience the word of God. I think that's the, the beauty of St. Anthony's life. Maybe that's how he was able to be so effective as a preacher and a hammer of heretics, meaning through his preaching, he was able to, uh, to uh, break apart the, the errors of his day, the Albigensian heresy in particular. Okay, so, so th there was, uh, in preaching the word of God, St. Anthony was able to then uh, uh, be of great service to the church at the, in his day. Uh, the, order, uh, the, the, uh, the, the order of Friars Minor, um, they, they lived that vow of poverty, they lived that vow of chastity, they lived that vow of obedience, and they lived uh, acting out the word of God. And if necessary, they used words. St. Anthony used many words because it was a reflection of his great love for the infant Jesus. So you would say that Jesus is a lot of times silent in his church. Maybe that's in order to emphasize the importance of now he calls other men who are not, you know, other human beings, weak, infallible, sinful at times, right? And, but as to be instruments of his voice now. That's what he, he desires in his Catholic church. His bride now goes forth and speaks for him who chooses to remain quiet and silent. But he's not quiet and silent. He is that all-powerful God. When we receive our Lord in Holy Communion, and uh, the, the, uh, our, our Lord is very fragile. And so and coming, maybe even in this COVID environment where it's kind of like the emphasis is uh, being careful about catching, catching a bug, right? You know, not, you know be, being careful about being healthy in a, in a physical way. May, let that be an emphasis of also paying very close attention of being healthy spiritually and then making oneself available to that divine physician who gives each of us true health for true body and soul and, and in, our, in our mind. Health of our emotions. We, we all need healing of our memories, healing of our emotions, healing of the past, as well as strength in the moment to do the good. You see, the Christian life is not just merely avoiding sin, but practicing Christian virtues, jumping the high bar, going for the gold, being heroic, being Olympic. Let us then be fed, allow ourselves to be satiated by the word of God, and, uh, and then that that disposition of sorrow for sin is the proper environment to then receive the word, uh, the, uh, the flesh of the Son of God to feed us in greater and greater ways in holiness. Yes, we can, be, we can become saints. It is not without the cross, but becoming, becoming a saint has a, a joy that's accompanied by good conscience. And in that way, I would rather be a carry a cross in the joy of the Lord than carry a cross with being imbued by all kinds of worries that shouldn't be there because I, I, I don't have 
uh, I'm not focusing on Jesus. When we focus on our Lord in his word and in his blessed sacrament, he then will promise us peace and joy. He doesn't promise us uh, many, many fulfillments of our, of our prayers, uh, mainly because our, what he does give us in this life is always directed in reference to his glory in heaven. Uh, but what he does promise to give, and we just have to sit and wait in silence with him before the Blessed Sacrament, that he will give you joy, peace, good conscience, and be fed every day. If you can't receive our Lord for certain reasons, you can still go to him in his word and be fed in that way and experience him as St. Anthony had done, uh, having, inviting Jesus to have a caress on your cheek to, to reassure you that even though he may seem far away, he is very close to you because if he created the desire in your heart, then he must have the ability to fulfill it. And even more closely than that for you, if he put that desire in your heart, then he also desires to fulfill it because he is so good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.